0: All right, so this is Jason Yarusi back with Multifamily Live. Super excited to have Art Morrison III on the show today. Hey, Art, how are you? I'm doing excellent. How are you? I'm doing great. Excited to have you on the show. Um, so a little bit about Art. After a rocky childhood, Art went on to play collegiate basketball at a D2 school on scholarship and eventually to play professional basketball in Portugal. Following his retirement from basketball, he single-handedly built a basketball camp for children. While still trying to figure out how he would build his wealth, Art found real estate and did over $2.5 in transactions in his first two years. He quickly moved from wholesaling and flipping to doing full-time syndications, and today Art and his team have done over 6 million in transactions across 15 properties. And he now seeks to teach young adults how to get into the REI game and expedite their path to financial freedom through syndications early on. Art, that's fantastic, man. So, you know, lots of lessons here. And for you, you've really carried it forward, right? So your your childhood, your background, right? To be able to find your success playing overseas and then now quickly just transforming, right? Having success in one part of real estate and then saying, you know what? There's another spot that's better for me. How has your your childhood, your upbringing, working in, in high intensity sports, how has that set you up to constantly put yourself in a better position going forward while
1: always seeking to give back? It's funny because I, um, you know, I've been on several podcasts and it's always like a similar question to kind of kick off, right? Like, and no one's asked it the way that you asked it and the the way that you just laid it out. uh, The answer that comes to mind is just elevation. It's just a constant, uh, okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? And always looking for a way to improve. Always looking for a way to uh, tap into the next chapter of your life, which if you're doing it right, it's usually you know better than the previous chapter right in, in some way shape or form right always progressing towards what that end goal is so um you know like when you're growing up and it's a little tough whether it be the neighborhood you live in or your your family structure or whatever it might be because everyone's definition of tough is different your only only thing you think about is how to get out of that particular like current situation so like for me it was like man i want to go to college you know, no one's in my family I've ever been to college. I want to go to college. You know, the only way I'm going to get there is by playing ball and getting on the scholarship. So that was that that next step. Then when you get to college, it's like, man, I want to, you know, I want to play professionally because, you know, I think I think I deserve to. I think I've worked hard enough to, right? This is the goal I've had since I was six years old. Why give up on it now, right? Yeah. And then when you're playing professionally, you're like, man, this is cool. I achieved my dream, but I want to make more money because I want to be able to look out for my family and reach more people. So then you become an entrepreneur and then you're an entrepreneur and you're like, okay, I have my free time. I'm, I'm, making money, but it's still like, there's still another level. And then that's when I found real estate. When I like became, you know, like 18, you're technically an adult, but you know, like 25 is like, really, that's, that's like right. really when you're like, it yep. starts hitting you at 26, you can't be on your parents' insurance no more. You know, at that phase, <laughs> that's when like real estate kicked in. So my point of saying all that is, is like the way they all mesh together and, and relate. It's just that it always was just the next level of what the ultimate goal was, which was financial freedom, time freedom, uh, wealth, and not like flashy, crazy, loud wealth, but just like that I can breathe and sleep really well at the end of every night wealth that like, unfortunately, growing up, I just didn't have. You know, it's
0: very impressive is that you, you found milestones, right? Because many times in our life yeah. when we come from a, a, a tough spot or points, we we get ourselves in that point where we we get it's almost like that that washing machine where you find ourselves just constantly repeating the narrative here. But you're yeah. able to find milestones. And what you get here is that once you get to the milestone, you can you can appreciate it, right? But you say, Great, I'm here, but I've done this. Why can't I do the next thing, right? Why can't I get to that next step? Because I, I've done this, right? So I, I've already come from something that's hard into something else and accomplished something that's hard. So why can't I just keep trying something else that's hard, right? And that vision is really powerful. When you bring this message back to kids, what, what, what is usually the easiest part to help them understand that it's possible?
1: Man, it's like, why not you? Is just yeah. kind of how I like, um, if we're talking basketball, it's like, Yeah, at some point, like, LeBron James was nine years old, too. Nobody thought he was Mm going to be LeBron James. You know what I mean? So, like, why not you? So, all you have to identify is what the hell did LeBron James do between nine years old and 18 years old when he's the number one player in the country and replicate that, right? So, that was a way that I, like, kept myself going when I was younger. So, in coaching basketball, which – you know, I don't coach basketball to coach basketball. I, I do it to coach life. So, so in coaching life, even, I just I emphasize that. It's like um, I have a nephew. He's a freshman now. And if he's ever, like, slipping up on grades or anything at all, I'm like, yo, just identify your end goal. And then it doesn't take a rocket scientist to identify what it takes to get to that end goal. And then just do it. Don't let anything else get in your way. Don't let excuses in the way. Just kind of do it. And it's worked for me. And everyone who have, I've advised it's worked yeah. for, it's just like, you know, identify your end goal and work backwards. Like, it's, it's really simple. Don't get too caught up in the, in the journey. You want to appreciate it. But if you're always thinking about the next step um, odds are, you're not even going to appreciate it or realize it when you get there and, it, and you're going to lose the drive that like pushes you to the next one. You know what I mean? You're going to find yourself yeah. just always burned out and especially on kids, man, like they, they already harden themselves, but whether you, know it or not, and they got a bunch of different pressures, especially with social media and stuff now. So it's like, yo, look internally, look at your goal, not what you think your goal is supposed to be and all that. Look at your actual goal and then just work backwards, reverse engineer. You know, it helps you understand that when the path you're on
0: is is leading you somewhere, right? Because lots of path, but ultimately, if we don't have clarity of where that path has taken us, that, that's where we get derailed, right? And you, you've, you, I'm yeah. sure you've had coaches, teachers, other points where they're talking at you, telling you to do something, but you don't understand. Wh- wh- like you're, you're trying to believe in the mission, but you don't know what the mission is, right? So you're like, I'm yeah. trying to believe in something, but I don't quite know what that is, right? And so so yeah. you, you, you have a hard time aligning your, your steps in the process because you're trying to put some kind of backing to it, right? And so lots of times with life, I mean, it's even like a good representation of social media is that, it, all you see is the end right oh this person did that and whether they're faking it or not you know like oh now they are yeah. well off rich they got a car or something like that right but they haven't seen all the work or all the things that they have put in to get themselves to that next level right and so understand that they, a- they had that goal right they had that goal to get there right and now they did these steps to get there right and so for you you've now done 15 transactions which you know in three three years right so this goal of getting into syndication what was it that basically made this the direction right why did you see this as the next level of empowerment that could help you to your goals
1: yeah so it just was um I grew up playing a team sport syndication is like the way you apply team and, and real estate so I started off doing it alone yeah um I, I did okay I can't even say I did okay. Like, I excelled like I do and everything else because I believe in myself and I work really hard, right? So, yep. excel individually was like four transactions in a year. It was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I look at me. Everyone's hitting me. They're like, oh, arts and real estate, you're doing your thing, bro. It's everyone's favorite phrase. But what I found was the following year, we did eight transactions, and it's because I started involving others, whether it was from a capital perspective, whether it was just resources, um, just being intentional about spending more time with other people and networking with more people in the space so that they stumble across a deal or opportunity or they come into some capital or we do as well, or uh, they're missing something that we have or vice versa. Your first instinct is to is to collaborate. And in that year, which was um, 2021. Wow, it's 22 already. Or is that 2020? Either way, it was one of those. Years. Making moves, man. Yeah, the time is yeah. moving. Yeah. time is moving but we, we literally doubled in transactions and then yeah that was last year so this year we're on pace to do about 12 or 13 transactions so we actually we're on transaction number 19 right now i think when that buy was right. Right, and we we're at 15 so we're on transaction number 19 we've broken 7 million so the goal is 10 million uh, in nice. transactions yeah uh, hopefully we should hit that hopefully by halfway through this year but i'm saying all that to say is even as i'm speaking now it's we 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 because it's just um the more people I notice a pattern. The more people I align with, the more people I work with. Ultimately, the more deals we're doing, the more money we're making, the more impact we're making. So, it's a yeah, so yeah. well said. On um, in our mastermind,
0: we're constantly trying to get people when they're trying to go, you know, lone ranger. You will get to your goals when you can help others get to theirs, right? Yeah. And for us, I mean, our my wife and our our first syndication on 94 unit, we did it all ourselves. We're Like, okay, we did it right, you know. But like here it is: like if I'm undering deals, I'm not raising capital. If I'm raising capital, I'm not working on the business plan. If I'm, if I'm working working on the business plan, I'm not talking to property manager, right? Because there's only one of me, right? And so on that yeah. front, then I can only help others in so many ways because there's only one Jason, right? There's only one Art Morris in the third. When you get in there and you say, okay, hey, today I can help with resource, I can help with capital, right? And I can come in there and now you have someone else who can help you with asset management points. That's why you're accomplishing a lot of these because everybody can get in their lane, keep focused just with the core objective going forward, right? So Yeah,
1: no, you hit the nail on the head because my first deal was like a wholesale deal, but like wholesaling is great. Don't get me wrong, but I I just refuse to do it because I'm about like long-term wealth and I actually really wanted to own a home. So I ended up like Wholesaling it to a partner who, uh, I actually paid some of my wholesale fee back in order to just be a part of the deal to shadow. Nice, yeah. have access to the content, all that. That was my first deal ever. I call it my ghetto, my ghetto syndication. It was like, like yeah. piece together, like different parts, different capital partners, whatever. And what I ended up doing though was scaling that. And even though it's still early, we scaled that into much smaller syndications, but for fix and flip. So like, okay, mm. let's go buy houses in bulk. We know we get you know X amount of LTV, so I only need X amount of dollars to do, it. and I can do this many properties, right? So everyone in my network, I got involved to do so, um, and now, like literally as we speak, we're trying to get to like what your first first syndication was the '94. You know, we haven't even really tapped into the the full power of syndication because we've been doing it just for the sake of skipping like the first steps of typical fix and flipping or typical wholesaling. We, awesome. we were able to jump past those two steps because we were involving and inviting of people, right? Yeah. So like, that's like really what I preach the biggest, is like, yeah, I'm not the biggest real estate guy, I don't have 250 units or anything like that, but we're zipping through these transactions all because like, yeah, I'm, I'm brilliant and stuff, don't get me wrong, but, but all because I'm not doing it alone though, yeah. right? So I have other brilliant individuals with me. Like you said, what was happening was I was waking up every morning, I think we had nine flips at one time, all in like the county where we lived in. So I was waking up every morning. I was going to each one, checking up, talking to the contractors, whatever. Next thing you know, it's four or five o'clock. Banks closed. I didn't do no capital raising. I didn't talk to any potential partners. I didn't do any underwriting of any deals. I had my my girlfriend who does our acquisitions. She was riding along with me, getting content and stuff. So now it's like both of us are. And now our company stopped because we were trying to do it alone. And that's what pushed us to you know, everything you just said, it's like really start building a team around it so that the syndication becomes a true syndication. And now here we are looking at much bigger deals.
0: Yeah. And you're there, right. And you're compounding your future. Right. And just like you've seen with, I'm sure you have a lot of friends at wholesaling and flipping and they get real busy in the business. Right. And so they'll stop their marketing. It's like, we're so crazy. We got to stop. But then the second they're yeah. not crazy anymore, the marketing stopped and now they got to start the marketing to get their flow back going again. Right. Yeah. And so it's never to ebb and flow. It's just push and pull. And when you bring the team in, Everybody can collectively continue to push forward, right? And that's well, always been well the said. power yeah, in syndication is that okay, we can collectively do deals, right? Because we're not on yeah. top of each other. We're not stuck in the same lane. Just like you said, yeah. like you run around, you know, talking to contractors, like that can that can take you in whatever direction it goes, right? Every single time you go somewhere, there's something new to learn. So yeah. have you been focused for the syndication in the flipping world or, or now buying holes or talk to me a little bit about, about what your core and what, let's say today, like
1: what, what's the focus? Excellent. So, so I've only watched two of your episodes. I don't know if I'm getting off of how you like to keep your, keep your uh, episodes. Um, but I might, uh, uh, I'm going to kind of spin it back on you. What do you recommend? Because I'm kind of at a crossroads where sure. we have an amazing system in New Jersey uh, yeah. of, of fix and flipping. Everyone on oh, my whole team is versed in fix and flipping. So if I maximize what everyone's good at, uh, I, I think I could scale that even nationwide, potentially. Yeah. But I'm very big on doors and I want to get into my first syndication. I, I want to sure. like, cause you know, the wealth isn't in, isn't in flipping. You can make some good money, but just from a tax perspective and just a workflow perspective, the wealth isn't in flipping long-term wealth is in isn't holds at, at a large scale. So saying that to say is I, I'm in a decision-making phase right now where I don't know if I want to take those resources of what we're doing good and apply it to a new model that is the model that I really want to do. Or leave this model alone and kind of restart this from scratch, which would ultimately be kind of doubling my work. Or if it ain't broke, don't fix it and just scale this. That's like where I'm at. So I'm spinning it back on you. I don't know if you do this on your shows, but I'm spinning it back. Absolutely. This is is why
0: we like it conversational because we're setting apart. Where are you in New Jersey? Where do you live?
1: Right smack dab in the middle, Somerset County, Central Jersey. Nice. I grew up in Westfield in Union County.
0: Oh, you're right there. So yeah, yeah. a lot of our properties
1: are like East Orns. We got some in of
0: Manville. Yeah, I love it. Love it. I'm in Tennessee now, so I moved down here a little bit ago. But in that fact, you know, you you said it earlier, right? You actually parlayed immediate satisfaction from long-term success by cutting back some of your fee back to that person to get yourself into a project, right? And what was powerful about that is so many times we, we take that quick fix, right? We said, I'll just spend it. I want to get the maximum now because it will never come again. But you saw, like, I'm in this for the long run and the process you have right now with flipping is doing awesome with these projects if you think about a syndication it's basically a long-term flip right we're fixing this up to sell in the future right it's just not going to be in a two four five month timeline like you will have in a flip so it's just saying subjectively here, we're going to do the same thing, but we're with multifamily or with other points, it allows you to pull on more triggers. Where right now, with the flip, you have the one side that's basically forced appreciation, right? And that, that's what we do. Yeah. I go in there, I force it forward, and it goes. What you allow here on the other side with multifamily, now you can force the appreciation forward here on a bigger building. So you can pull little levers and have more happen, but you can also get the cash flow now for three, four, five years. You get the tax advantages. You can get the depreciation. And now you have a bunch of tenants paying down your debt here. So yeah. for you, you have a great system come in here. Now, do you have to break the mold? No, not at all. You could use the empowerment of some of that cash. You don't have the, the heavy tax consequence and roll a portion of that. Whether you say, I'm going to start with 10%, 20%, you know, 30%, whatever your, your threshold is, you can roll that system into buying apartment complexes and start peeing up. So every five houses we do, we do one syndication or you know, you get some model set in there that will give yeah. you that bandwidth. Right. Now the, the point about going nationwide, the hardest thing from there is that think of how much of a master you are in your markets now. Is that you want to find your area you're going to be a master in, so you can empower the team there because you can you could find a deal that looks good on paper and you know I don't know Des Moines Des Moines Iowa or you know Topeka Kansas or Daytona Florida they may all look like good deals but because you don't have the master of the market you don't know if you're on the wrong side of the tracks or the best school zone or what right so we 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 started out our success when we were in New Jersey we started investing in Louisville Kentucky and what really led us to success there is like we got so hyper focused like. We're gonna find a 75 to 150 unit building, BC asset built between 1975 to 2010 in the south, and South Central and Southeast submarkets, and we got so so clean on those streets, like we knew exactly what we were that we could be quick to act, right, and so we could empower it forward. Right, because yeah. you don't have to be in the multifamily space. You don't have to be as transactional as you do on the wholesale side, right, or yeah. the flipping side. You can do one. I mean, people. I I had friends who, you know, his family brought a 40 unit like 40 years ago, and they've they're they've now rolled it down from grandparents to parents to the kids, and are yeah. living, living a life around this building, right. So to say it doesn't take doesn't take everything, right. It, it just takes doing it consistently with that part. So you have a cool process, man. You're doing awesome, right? And so sometimes it's, can we leverage this to our ability? You have a great team doing a great thing, but just look at this now where a flip, you may do a certain type of renovation package to get yourself to the goal, this may be for these units, you might harden them a bit more, right? So you might do 5 8 sheet rock or you might do, you know, LVP across the whole floor. Or maybe you've done carpet just so you can make them hard in tier. So you get a property that can sustain tenants for a couple of years and then you yeah. flip that, right? Because the syndication always has an exit. It just depends now. It gives you a little more um, time to allow the other levers of real estate that are fantastic in multifamily to play into your
1: advantage. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a that's great advice, and um, that I guess was the fourth option that I didn't I didn't mention. But I, I do love the concept of being hyper focused on a specific market. Yeah. Um, we, we just relocated here to Florida, actually Tampa, Florida. Nice. Not to say that we necessarily want to do business in this market. We're still doing a lot of studying. We're more so here for the weather. But yeah. But um I, I love the idea because a lot of our success in New Jersey came from being hyper focused. Yeah. Like we were so focused that we didn't even really leave like the county. You know, because yeah. we knew, knew like I knew the area. Yeah. yeah, so we had such a strong hold yeah. on a specific area. Like we're just now really venturing out in different areas of New Jersey. Uh, so, yeah. And then you know, once you're an hour, or over an hour out from where you're headquartered, for lack of a better term, it's all the same, whether it's an hour out or a three hour flight, right? Like yeah. It's all the same. So I'm, I'm excited to find that market, what that market's going to be for us and, and honing in and locking in and doing that first syndication. So I appreciate that. You, you can win in any market, you know, and that's usually yeah. people, they,
0: Like, they it always seems like the grass is greener somewhere else here, but, you know, people win New Jersey, right? And so with New Jersey, of course, it's higher taxes, not as friendly landlord laws, you know, typically older yeah. properties, utilities, but people always want to come there, right? Like, it's just like, okay, oh, a lot of people are moving out of New Jersey. Well, yeah, and a lot of people are moving out of New York to New Jersey every day, right? So so this thing is like, yes, but there's always coming, you're seaborne, right? You're always going to have that appreciation value. Um, but yeah. down where you are right now, like Tampa and st pete's like if i had bandwidth they, you know we're, we're in a lot of markets like but that's a market we look heavily at because it's fantastic right so you have so mm-hmm. much and the cool part is you're right in your backyard again like you just keep finding your ways in great spots so you know you, yeah. you could win there i mean it's just man there's a lot happening far right that's now. all i needed since as as i get yeah. off this
1: call i, I got a, yeah. i got a couple more calls to make <laughs> yeah
0: i would say i mean st pete's tampa man you're you're like you're in a good spot for sure yeah yeah excellent excellent thanks so much A hundred percent. I'm really excited. And so talk to me, uh, before I let you go here on just talking with the younger adults here, um, how you've been setting that up, how you've been really helping them. We'd love to hear a little bit more.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, my, uh, so early on in my career was so, so predicated on mentorship. It was just like, I like everything that I learned from that first wholesale deal to even like my older brother who, does syndications at a high level taught me a lot at, at like a at this level, right? Like so, like I knew all the concepts. I knew right, so I might not have had the details, but then I had another mentor who was more detail oriented and on boots on the ground with me. Um, I had another mentor specifically in wholesaling to help us with our acquisitions, right? So I'm saying all that to say, um, I've designed my mentorship program to, to be the same way, just very hands on, attention to detail. Um, and at, at all different levels, um, you can get access to it at my website, art uh, Everything you need is up there. If you want to learn more about my story, right. Uh, my ebook is up there for free. Um, my, my mentorship program, you can apply to, to get let in, but we have a ton. We have like automated courses you can grab, or you have like our actual interacting, like we meet every week and we're sharing deals, sharing capital, syndicating within the group. It's really like, I just, I designed it to be a fast track for young adults. Cause that's like kind of my sweet spot and that's what it was for me. So, um, you know, real estate, it's not hard, man. It's just yeah. the right resources and, and the want the will to do it. So it's, it's basically, it's the, um, it, the, the
0: four minute mile when no one could believe that a four minute mile could be done and everybody thought you would die and then one guy does it and the next year 200 people do it, right? Because you, yeah. give, you give the premise, right? And the same thing we've done with our mastermind at Seven Figure Multifilm is we've given the steps, right? So here's the steps that have worked and create proof case because once one sees another can do it, they empower themselves but just say it is possible. Right. Oh, someone's walked on the moon. So it must be able to be done. Right. Yeah. Oh, someone's gotten himself here where they've been in a rough, rough spot, And all of a sudden they find themselves in college. Right. They find themselves playing pro ball. Right. Like, yeah, it's because you've set the standard and other people see you do it. Right. And it gives them the mental capacity to, to say, well, well, why not me? Just like you said. Right. And so, yeah. Our yeah, really appreciated your story. really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I know you spoke about the website. Is that the best way to connect with you? Is there somewhere else they should follow what you guys are doing?
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, so the website and then the Instagram, it's the same, it's Art Morrison III. That's Art Morrison, I, I, I on Instagram. Every social media platform, but I'm, I'm most engaging on, on Instagram. So reach out there. I post the most probably valuable content there. I got to get better on like LinkedIn and Twitter and other places. But as you know, just so busy with, right Um, you know scaling the business and being in the business that i all i can focus on right now is ig really so follow me on ig visit that website and um i can't wait to uh meet some of you whoever's out there wants to connect um and thanks so much for having me having me on the show it was a blast thanks for the advice i'm going to connect with you after this Um, awesome man well you've done a great job on your focus right so so sometimes what you're
0: doing is right where you need to be so well done thanks for those words man i appreciate it awesome everyone listening Thank you for taking a listen here. Go down there, hit that subscribe
1: button. Give us a like and follow. Go out there, follow up with Art. He's doing some fantastic stuff and we'll talk to you shortly.